Salutations to all the nations. Welcome to a suave experience with your boy, D.D., the one who's dashing, the one that has that boyish charm that you so desire, and the prettiest podcaster of all time. I hope you guys are doing well today. I appreciate all your support, whether you're new here, whether you're a returning listener. Honestly, I'm filled with gratitude that you guys are even listening. To me, take your time out of your busy schedules to listen to me. So, I do want to say thank you for listening to my last episode. I appreciate people coming up to me saying I did a good job. I appreciate people hitting me up via DM. It doesn't matter how you reached out to me. I'm just very thankful that you guys were able to just talk to me and commune about what we talked about because I know it's a heavy topic and a lot of us deal with it and I just wanted to be vulnerable enough to put myself out there and just share in order to help somebody else. Now today is not going to be as deep as the last one but technically for some of you guys it will hit home. And we're talking about today I'm pretty sure you guys know this that's why you clicked on this episode. It's about should student athletes be able to get paid or financially compensated when they are at school should they be allowed to get paid so we're going to talk about that in more depth but before we get into it i would like to ask you ask of the a few favors make sure you subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you so choose to use so it could be spotify could be apple music or it could be apple podcast it could be soundcloud it could be google play music so we're on 10 different platforms you just hit me up on my website anchor.fm slash um experience with dd and then i should pop up there and it shows you all the lists of podcast platforms that i'm on you could be on bpod you can do whatever suits you the best and also, make sure you share this, because if you share it, shows Didi that you, in fact, care, okay, about the well-being and the well-being of me and the growing of the show. So also, last but not least, especially not least, make sure you put a five-star review on Instagram, not Instagram, sorry, <laughs> on Apple iTunes podcast. Make sure it's five-star reviews, because it helps with the rating of the show makes it go higher and closer to 200 and more people listen to the show and so on and so forth so you get it so those are things that i ask and require of you if you have any questions just hit me up underscore dd the suave kid that is underscore dd the suave kid on instagram on twitter on tiktok we're on there hit me up want to collab let's do this man let's do this shout out to all the people listening to the states the uk sweden and canada but before we get into it of course i like to educate you guys on certain things things that could be beneficial and i think this one is so the fun fact of the day is what does a 2.5 bathrooms actually mean what does the definition of that mean and this is the answer to your question because we've heard about this thing or this concept quite a bit but do we fully understand the meaning? So if you're going to be getting a house soon, if you're listening to this, or you're thinking about being an interior designer, I think this is very helpful for you and informative. But a 
2.5 or two and a half bathroom is simply this a two and a half bath would mean the house has two full bathrooms which include a toilet a sink and bathing facilities whether it be a tub shower or tub slash shower as well as an additional room containing a toilet and a sink okay so some people would call that a half bathroom or a powder room so that is the fun fact of the day i know some of you guys actually do know this already so this is not news to you but sometimes it's good for a refresher this is the d d Fuego show thank you google for the inspiration and we will be right back Okay, we're back and we're definitely in the house. And we're going to be talking about whether athletes, specifically speaking, student athletes, okay? Whether student athletes should be compensated financially. Now, this has been a talk of time for quite some time. And the reason why this is getting so much pandemonium now is because of the response of beloved football or University of Football QB, former QB who won, I think it's the BCS title back, I don't know when it was, I think it was 2010, 2009, and his name is Tim Tebow, he's a famous quarterback, also in the NFL, known for taking the knee and praying, they would say it's Tebow time, so you guys, he is opposed to this bill that California is trying to embed so basically what the bill surprises of is simply this is the california state assembly voted 73 to 0 in favor of the sb 206 law which basically means that college athletes were are able to profit from their name image and their likeness okay so in a sense it is it means that it's not they're not getting a salary and this is where I'm reading this off of is from CNN News by Alan King, Alan King Kim. So I just want to say special shout out to them because I want to make sure they don't try to copyright me. But anyways, um, that's where I got this information from. And a lot of people have mixed emotions about it. So Tim Tebow is opposed of it. LeBron James is for it. And essentially what they would be getting is the athletes will be getting compensated of their image, their name, and their likeness. So in a sense, I'm on the fence about athletes or student athletes getting paid, for example, like a salary type paid. Because at the same time, they are getting a full-ride scholarship. So I would say this. I think because a lot of these guys that go to these um D1 schools, not a lot of them, but a small percentage of them go pro or get invited to the combine. So they'll be making money. It's, I just feel for the guys who this is technically their plateau and they cannot go any further, no matter how hard they try. 
So they will, should be compensated for a bit of it, but I think it should be in this way. And I agree with it because at the end of the day, a lot of these colleges, these big name colleges, whether it be Alabama, whether it be my favorite school, TCU, Texas Christian University, or it could be ND, which is another one of my favorite schools to watch. These guys are making millions upon millions of dollars, okay? Back when my grandfather was my age, student athletes or the student athlete scene wasn't that big yet. You had some names here and there, maybe your Jim Browns, but you didn't have the ambiance that it has to this very day. It's not the livest events or wasn't as live as it is today. There's being jer- there's jerseys being sold and a lot of merchandise, a lot of different corporations are coming to invest into these schools. Like one of my friends um who got a scholarship offer down to the States, he said that he went down there and then on the campus, the campus owned or the football team owns different Walmarts and stuff where they sell their merchandise in there and different um restaurants and whatnot. They come in and then the athletes get the start like treatment on campus and they the school owns a lot more than they did when for example like I said my grandfather was around no when my grandfather was my age. So to me it shows that these schools obviously have money and they actually do have enough money to pay because a lot of these coaches like Saban and these big head time coaches, they're getting paid equivalent or if not more than some of the NFL coaches and their professional coaches as well. This is technically amateur sports, but it just looks so professional because of the progression of the media and how it's marketed and how the NCAA is received. The same thing goes for basketball as well, because I'm just talking about the two main sports in the states that would actually accumulate the most wealth would be basketball and football, mainly football, then basketball, because you have the NCAA tournament in March, March Madness. So I do think that the athletes should be compensated in this way with the bill, the SB 206. It makes sense. Because now these guys can actually get paid something because being a student athlete is not easy. And I can tell you from first-hand experience, even in high school, um, wasn't easy, but in university it's harder. And I can I have lots of friends who do it to this day. I started out doing it in university. And you're basically you have camp for a couple of weeks. So it takes away from your summer vacation, obviously. And then you have to do meetings in the morning. Not really in the morning, depending on what program you're in or what school you go to. They It varies, but sometimes you have lifts in the morning. And then after that, you go to your classes and then you come back. Then you do more meetings for probably like, two to three hours, and then you get ready for practice, then you do install. Then after that, you have your regular practice, and then you finish around like 
10 o'clock and then you have to go back to your dorm or go back to your home if you commute to school. So that's a lot just on the body, on the mind. And mind you, a lot of these guys in the States, D1, they don't even have to go to class as much as people that I know here who have to go to class and all those sort of things. Because I think the max scholarship in Canada is $5,000. If I'm not mistaken, not, there's no full ride. So it's, I can even say or vouch for it more in regard to Canadian student athletes because they're doing pretty much the same or yeah, I would say pretty much the same, not more, but like just underneath, for example, like a D3 or a D2 school, and then they're not getting as compensated. But then again, you have to look at the markets and how many people are coming to games and the support of the overall sport and all these different politics that come into it. But in the grand scheme of things, I do hold the notion that they should be compensated on their image, their likeness, and their name. Because a lot of these uh, schools, they sell the jerseys. For example, Jameis Winston, one of my favorite quarterbacks from Florida State, he he actually was probably one of the highest selling jerseys in college sports, him and Mariota at the time. And they didn't get a penny from that. The school gets that. So imagine you see kids around your campus giving you a high five saying, good job at the game, man. You played phenomenal. But you can't even, and you see them wearing the merchandise that has your name on the back. Your last name. That you work so hard for to get to this position. And you can't even get not one single penny. And that, I think, is unacceptable. And I'm not going to say that they're like slaves because they're doing this. Because at the end of the day, the top tier ones end up going and making a lot more money than the coaches. But not all of them. And that's my problem. I think that these guys should get compensated. Not, like I said, an annual pay or a salary. But they should be able to get brand deals. Matter of fact, one of the YouTubers that I am subscribed to, his name is Destroying. I definitely say check out his content. He had to leave school. I think it's UFC, Central Florida, because he's not allowed. And the NCAA says he's not allowed to get any money because he had a YouTube channel and it was monetized. So in order for him to even stay there, he would have to demonetize his channel and just do away with it. And that he was been doing that before even getting into college. He was doing that when he was in high school. So all those years of hard work, you would have to throw out the window just because of the rules that the NCAA has. And it's not easy. These guys, even though they get school paid for, they a lot of these guys, they can't see their family because their family can't afford it to come visit them or send them care packages or whatnot. So I think I'm not trying to pay the sympathy vote, but I'm thinking from my perspective, what I personally seen. So this is more or less a deductive theory or deductive argument. But 
based off what I've seen and what I experienced within myself, I can honestly say that it's not an easy thing. It's pretty much a full-time job. And a lot of these guys who play pro say the only thing that's the difference between pros and college is that pros is faster and then there's no schoolwork. And that's pretty much it. Because these guys are doing a lot. And depending, like I said, depending on the school that they go to, the more they have to do. If you go to like a Power 5 school or an SEC school, you're going to be doing a lot more than you would. Yeah, you have your perks, you have your facilities, you have free merchandise, all these different um, perks. But are those perks just as beneficial? A lot of these guys don't, they don't even, I think they should push more of the education towards the students or these athletes because a lot of these guys are just playing just to get to the next level. But if you show them or invest in their education even more so, because if, you, if you're if you going to be honest, especially with football, I know the NBA, there's many routes you can go, you can declare to go play overseas and then you don't have to go to school. But there isn't that much for the NFL. There's not them that many to many avenues for you to go play. And also football is more of a strenuous sport and it takes more I would say like mental capacity to a degree, meaning that you have to grow into understanding how to play the game at a higher level than you would with basketball. Basketball you can go one and done, you can learn in the league, but with football, there's very few that can just go from high school to the NFL. But if these guys had that choice, I think they would. They only go to school because that's the only avenue right now that they can go to in order to get to the next level. But I think you should, or the, what the school should do if they actually care about these students like they claim to, they should push more the education, understand that these guys can also come back and finish their education. They should make it not necessarily easier, but also allow these guys to have some money in their pocket because at the end of the day, most of these guys, they don't want to end up broke. And if they're not taking school as seriously and they're putting it on football and football doesn't work, then it's over. Because, like I said, it's a small percentage that ends up going to the league anyways. So what I would do or what I would say and I don't really like giving out advice, but what I would do is just make sure that these students know about the education. Let them explore, in a sense, for their first year, freshman year, about different avenues that they can take. Make them do not necessarily like a SAT, but a test that shows them the skill sets that they have. And then let's work on their skill sets off the field and on the field so that, hey, if it doesn't work out for them, they can just forget about football and then come back, do a master's or even go to the PhD or just finish their undergrad and then they can be on about their merry way and still get a good amount of money because these guys are putting it on the line. A lot of these people have these speculations or have these ideas of that athletes or student athletes are not at serious at school, they're doing 10 times more work than the average student. Like I said, their day can start at 5 a.m. and end at 10. 
most students get to wake up at 10 a.m. and then go to bed at 12. Whoop de freaking do. And that's not including those who are not on residence, who have to commute and it's worse because then they would have to pay for the transit. And I'm talking about more people who live in the GTA who would either, either go to York or UFT as well. So it's not as easy or simple as it seems to be. So I think this is a perfect way they can get brand deals. Um, I think it can open up doors for content creation as well so that they can grow their social networking. When it also comes to their name and their like likeness, they can, for example, just go to a dealership and take pictures or sign autographs or do something which actually gives back to local businesses and also it can give back to their community that they're serving because their fans are pretty loyal no matter what school you go to, their fan bases are usually super loyal. Whether they suck, like heart garbage, or whether they're really good, like Alabama. So that's why I think and I truly believe that these athletes, these student athletes, should do it. And I'm, I haven't done the, as much work as they have. Or some of my friends who I know are doing it right now. Because it's lonely. It's hard. You're putting your body on the line over and over and over again. And like I said, when it comes to sports, they're more or less, unless if it's an intellectual sport like chess, it's taxing on the body because sports are trades. You use your body in order to make money. And most of these schools with their programs, it's football and basketball that's making or pulling most of their finances to support other sports. I can't, I wouldn't say, um, no disrespect to all the swimmers or the badminton players out there, but I highly doubt people are lining up the gym to come see you play. I don't think that is feasible. Like, maybe at my school, because actually my school doesn't really, UFT doesn't really care about sports like that. Um, and that's no shade to them. It's just, it's kind of hard out here and people have to study. So I understand your sentiments. But at the end of the day, for basketball, it would be the Duke or Duke. It would be Kansas pulling most of their because uh, their football teams are okay but because Daniel Jones came from Duke but like I said they're not known for football they're known for basketball uh, what's another basketball school basketball school and a football type of school would be your Oregon so it's 50-50 and that's also because Nike's down the street from them so that also compensates them and um a strictly football school, I would say Bama, definitely Alabama, or LSU's kind of mm, leans more towards a, a football side with the Bayou. Shout out um, LSU, man, Louisiana, baby. Yeah, I would definitely, if I was um still playing football, I definitely would like to play for um, Louisiana State University. But 
like I said, man, a lot of these athletes, they put their bodies, their minds, their soul, everything on the line. And I think they should get something out of it. They should see some dividends. Just something to get them by. To be able to bring their family out for a game. Most of them, their family has to watch it on TV or online. They can't come out unless they're the star player and then the coach reserves some spots for them. Football and basketball, like I said, are the main two factors that pull people in. I don't know any other sport that actually would be that. Not even baseball, because football for Auburn is pretty high. Basketball for Auburn is pretty high. I'm trying to find a uh, a basketball-only school. Another one would probably be your smaller schools, like Marquette. That's another basketball school, but it's not necessarily a D1 school. It could be considered a D1 school. Uh, actually, it is now. Um, but there's other schools, like I said, that... When it comes to the sports, it's their sole source of income. So when these guys are going out on the court day in, day out, another school that's 50-50 just came to mind, Michigan. Back in the day, actually still today, it's, I would still say it's 50-50. But most of these schools, a lot of why some people even go to the schools is to watch the games as well. People who don't even go to the school, future or, or former alumni, come in and they donate to these programs and the question is yeah it makes life for the athlete a lot better do not get me wrong but at the same time there's so much money coming in and a lot of these guys don't get to even touch it and i think that is not necessarily the best way to go about it and i think this whole bill should help out them in a way where they can still enjoy their time at school and they can get compensated simultaneously. So this is a suave experience with your boy DD. And we're going to the next segment of the show called Wrap It Up DD, where I wrap up and I sum up the show for you. So stay. Tune. Welcome to Wrap It Up DD, where I wrap up and I sum up the show for you. So let's get right into it. So we talk today about student athletes and whether they should be compensated financially. Should they be paid? Should they get that guap? Should they get the moolah, the cash money in their pockets? The answer for me is yes. But in the way that they achieve this, is different and it differs from some arguments and lines of arguments. I hold the notion that they should be getting paid, whether it be by deals or doing social network events, or for example, they have a YouTube channel, Instagram page, and they do run ads and certain things. So I think they should get paid in that regard. Do I think they should get paid annually? No, I don't think so. I don't think so because at the end of the day, they're still kind of students. 
But then you could probably then argue that students who also work, whether it be inside the school, they get paid as well, and they probably do less amount of work as them. But then you have to look at it. It's still classified as an amateur sport, so they can't really get paid for that. But I do think they should get compensated. Or they just say they can just change it, especially because there's more money in it now. It's televised everywhere uh, in Canada and the States and parts of Mexico as well. They could just up it to semi-pro and then just do that. Or if there's any entrepreneurs out there who want to make a football league where people who are young, younger guys who don't want to go to school and basically you are another avenue in order for them to get paid and do that. Cause I know basketball, you can go overseas. Like I mentioned before, I know LeVar did the big baller league. I don't know if it's still running. And now I heard the G league's doing the same thing where people could come straight out of high, high school as well. So I would say, Hey, I'm just trying to help with my football people, you know, cause um, I love football. It's my favorite sport in the whole world. Cause if you really look at it, boxers, Tennis players and golfers, they can do it young. They can go pro younger. I know golf is, I don't think there's a specific age. I don't think so. Wait, there might be. I think you have to be in high school, maybe. Tennis, they're young, like probably my age, if not younger, 18. I know boxing is the same thing. Floyd and those guys went pro when they're 18. So all these, I think if you, understand what I'm saying. A lot of the individual sports, they can get paid and compensated young at a younger age and don't have to go to school and all that stuff. And this is not to nag on school and say school's a bad thing. I think school's a good thing. Are certain programs better than others? Yes, because we do know, and I did mention before, that they are making up majors so they can bring more people to school because at the end of the day, academia is a business and they need people in school. If people don't go to school, they lose money and then the schools go into foreclosure. So they're going to make up new majors that make no sense and have no vindication and have no substance and have no weight in the corporate world or the world at large where you can get a job right out of university. Why did I go on this rant about school? I don't know. Am I frustrated? No, I'm not. But here's the thing. They, being student-athletes, should be compensated. And whatever the NCAA wants to do, or the government of California, or whatever state wants to do in order to help these guys out, and I hope the Canadian, I think it's youth sports over here, is paying attention. Whatever you guys can do to help these young guys out, these young ladies out, I would appreciate it, because they put a lot of effort into their crafts, into their sports. They're bringing money to the school, which is helping you guys out. Now it's time for you guys to do your part. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it hit close to home because, you know, I used to play that little football thing. No, I'm not doing that no more, focusing on school. But I'm still grateful, still thankful to God that I'm here in my life and I'm doing this show for you. Matter of fact, I think it was a rock who said sometimes, the best thing in life does or do not happen. The best things in life don't happen sometimes. Because, hey, if I was still playing football, I wouldn't have time to come up with this show. 
then you guys wouldn't have anything else to listen to. So you can thank God for that one. Anyways, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for stopping by. Make sure you share this, whatever social media platform you so choose to use. Subscribe to keep up to date with the show, whatever podcast platform you so choose to use. This is your boy, Darius D, signing off once again. So y'all just stay suave and just chill. Just chill. Till the next episode.